Hello and welcome back to the Butter Pie Podcast. This is the tenth ever episode, so a little milestone for us all, all albeit quite a low one. But uh, today I'm joined with the middle two. Uh, we have Kyle. Hello. And we have Tom. Hello. So, um, boys, fresh off Blackpool tickets going on sale. Um, proud to say that I I secured a ticket. Are you both? Are you? Are you boys going? Yes. Yeah, I think we're both holders of tickets. We are, Mister Ambassadors. You may Mr. want Ambassadors. But um, what I would like to say is, the fact is, there's been masses online asking for people to sell the tickets or what wanting if anyone was going to sell the tickets, which pretty much are like gold dust to get now. Um, it still reflects a really negative thing in the fact of there's only 2,200 North End fans going to the, what, biggest biggest game potentially in quite a few years because we've not had a rivalry, well, a game for 11 years. No. I mean, it's a, it's been a farce to be fair, hasn't it? I mean, from the whole, from when it first started with the allocation, then the whole ambassador's situation. Doesn't really give, doesn't really give the younger fans a fair chance, a fair crack at it. But I mean, it's just gonna cause even more trouble. You'd rather have five thousand fans in the stand than two in the stand, and the rest mooching around the ground and around pubs in Blackpool and trying to cause trouble wherever they can. Yeah, I agree with that. I think they just. They're making up as they go along. The police, the whoever's involved with Blackpool with it all, like Rovers. I know it's not as big of a rivalry, but that doesn't mean after a few drinks you can't behave in the same stupid way. And it all seems to go all right at well, the Blackpool Rovers game. I, I, I do think uh, also because obviously it is um, the um, well the crowd. I'm not sure what it's, it's it. CS CGO, I think crowd ground, I don't know, whatever. But um, the final decision has been made uh, of two thousand two hundred, mm. which if if it's decided on that on safety, fair enough. But albeit Blackburn and Barnsley, they've they've ended up getting eight hundred more tickets, and given North End eight hundred more tickets to two thousand, well nine hundred actually, sorry, nine hundred more tickets. That's pretty much. Half again of North End fans making the mooch over into the ground, it'd make for a much better atmosphere as well. Uh, I understand that 2,200 fans will be um, be right up for it, but there's going to be like the majority of the stand empty. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. Like, even 3,000 is not even going to fill the whole stand, and we're going to be away from the other side. The Blackpool main stands, like the other side of where we'll be housed, and it's just it almost kills it. And I feel it's a real shame because both sets of fans are well up for it, as you can already tell on social media. And we want it to be. We all just want a good game, and I know there's always going to be trouble at these types of games. It happens everywhere you go, but like Blackpool coming to Deepdale will be all right having five thousand. So I don't quite get why two. 1,200 is is necessary for us. I, I agree. Um, I, I know the collective are making a um, 
making a stand against the 5,000 because obviously Blackpool could easily uh, get 5,000 at Deepdale and it could be easily policed. But I know, I know they're making a stand to only have as many tickets on sale as Blackpool have given us yeah. uh, for, for the fairness of it. But like, I don't really it, agree with that, to be fair. It's not, the, it's not the fans' fault that we can't have 5,000 tickets. Well, it's, it's, a, it's Blackpool and it's um, the Black, Blackpool's police. Um, police is, so, I mean, it, it is the club, but it's not the fans. So, you can't not give Blackpool 5,000, just they're like throw away because then it's still unfair on fans like we're, we're being treated tra- unfairly but then is it one eye for an eye like you know it's going gonna, it's gonna to be it's going to be um, it's going to be good to see what uh, the club come out with because obviously um, if it is going to be an eye for an eye then the Blackpool fans will feel unfairly done by but it's uh, just yeah I, I think We've not heard the last of these tickets yet for this Blackpool game. I, I think they might just cave in and like Rose just did with yeah. Well, get three thousand one hundred. I think they might just see it as they'll they'll start to real. I don't think they quite realised how many people want to tickets to this game, and I think they'll think it might be safer to have an extra thousand fans in the stadium than them. Bouncing around Blackpool all day, causing well, they could be causing trouble after being in the pubs all day, and um, I just feel like it's easier to police for them, if anything, and it satisfies a thousand more people, doesn't it? So, I feel like it would be the common sense, logical thing to do, but as we know, not always common sense is applied, is it? Well, anyway, um, moving on from the Blackpool game because uh, that's. That's 23rd of October or 24th, whichever it is. And then obviously we have the Liverpool game coming up as well uh, midweek. What I would like to say is I pr- I'm pretty sure that I'll reiterate this across like the entire North End fan base is if you're going to turn up for one game, let it be Blackpool and not Liverpool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think every North End fan would prefer to beat Blackpool than scab a what one nil win or a penalty shootout win against Liverpool. Like, I understand, yeah, it's Liverpool, but you can't get beat by Blackpool. No chance. I would, I would, honestly, just doing the double over Blackpool and finishing twenty first would do me this season. Like, it, on Liverpool game doesn't even matter in that grand scheme of things compared to Blackpool, and I'm, I know for a fact the players and. The club know that as well, though, so it doesn't concern me too much. But they're in a good run of form, Blackpool, aren't they? But and we're really not. Lavery's out though for at least a few weeks with a hamstring. He's pulled out the island squad. So well, Maxwell and Keogh might be gone too. Well, well, I don't think Keogh's a massive miss advantage. Blackpool, think... if Keogh's in, no, I don't think Keogh's a massive miss. I think Reese would have him on toast. To be fair. But I, th- I do feel Reese will uh, do this Blackpool backline a lot of trouble as well because he always does for every every backline, especially against QPR because we're going to come on to that. But I mean, they're they're on a great run of form and North End at the moment. Well, we're, whichever whichever way you look at it, boys, we're 
was six games without a win in the league. Yeah. And that's not beating around the bush. You can say, oh, yeah, we've had five draws and picking up points away. We've not won in six. Yeah, it's, it really depends. Not on the all season in the league. No. It, yeah, you can't. It's getting to the point now where you can't have the, half, the glass half empty and the glass half full type of view. Because if you're glass half full, you're going, oh, yeah, we've done five, five draws, we're unbeaten. Yeah, but you got to realise is we've, we're not picking up points. We're, we're three we're, points off the relegation We're zone. three points off relegation zone, exactly. And we've not... We, we need... Football is about winning. Mm. Getting three points. And out of these six games, I've not really seen the cutting edge to go and win the game. Like, we were two on up at the weekend and we've just... Just thrown it. But the defending for the third goal, I'm not even going to get started on that. God, don't let. Oh my God, that is absolutely diabolical. I just don't quite understand. We sign him on loan, Liam Lindsay, and we actually, that's bad enough after watching presumably the highlights of him for Stoke. And then we actually see him for about 10, 15 games and then decide at the end of this season, at the end of last season, to sign him again, like we actually had a chance to just get rid. Like, why have we signed him? And I mean, it's just the, ridiculous. The thing is, what well, what highlights with Stoke? He didn't even play for a year. The, should, the alarm bell should have been right there. I mean, take him on loan if you desperately need cover, but don't re-sign him again, <laughs> even though he's cheap. Uh, so it's seventy-five grand. Honestly, it's uh, 75 grand for a replacement for Ben Davis, one of the best centre halves in the league. My, my, my mind boggles sometimes what happens behind the scenes at North End um, when Liam Lindsay's being brought in for 75 grand. He scored, he scored against Rovers, and he had that was probably his only good game I can remember. Like, yeah. He's, he's not. He's not really done all. And for North End to watch that last season. And to think, you know what, we're going to bring him in as a replacement. My mind boggles. Like you can see, this season he's not good enough. And bringing Pat Bauer off, the difference between Pat Bauer and North End defensively in the first half compared to Liam Lindsay and the defensive structure for the second half, it's chalk and cheese. It's night and day. Yeah, it's it's scary, really. Like. And Hughes as well. I think he's been a big miss. I think if we... Cunningham's not a left centre half. No, he's no, not. He's not really a footballer in this division anymore. No, he played all right second half against Stoke after that losing Nick Powell for the Stoke first. Well, the Stoke goal and then also uh, the Dykes first goal on um, Saturday. Like, why is he on the floor in the own in his own six yard box and then lifting his legs up like? to get out of the way of a ball. You should be throwing your body on the line in that position to just get anything on it and he's moving his legs into the air. Like, what? what is that about? Just wondering, do any of you boys know how long he went without playing for Cardiff? Uh, well, I presume it went, like, well, he was at Rovers on low. Like eight, eight, well, yeah, but, I mean, you're probably looking about, I don't know, six months without a game. Yeah, well, did he not? Was he not? Did he not play like sixteen games over the course of three years? Yeah. Right. So let, let, let's let, let's use that start. Right. Over the over the course of three years, he's played sixteen games. North End then signed him on a free, but well, on loan to the end of the season. Fair enough. Coverage. 
But it, then again, sentimental signing. He's played 16 games over three years. If that if that was any other left centre, left back, and we signed him on loan to the end of the season, he's played 16 games in three years. You know, we, we don't we don't be going in uproars, but it's, because it's, because he played for North End, it's fine. And then we go and slap him on a two and a half year deal, <sighs> and he's not really done much. And now we're playing in Frankie's system, where if he plays left wing back, he's too defensive because I've never seen Greg Cunningham this season carry the ball over the halfway line. And you play him left centre back, and he's he's in no man's land. So we're giving him a two and a half year deal. Chad Evans, he's played three games this season, albeit he's been out on injury. He's not getting anywhere near that starting eleven at all. So we slapped him on a two and a half year deal. So these players will have two years left at the end at the end of the season. No, it's like they signed two year deals this summer. Oh, one year, right. So one year uh, yeah. at the end of the season. But yeah, well, thirty three. Like, it's ridiculous, and he couldn't, he couldn't get in the Fleetwood squad. It's I I almost understood Ched more than Cunningham because I thought Ched actually showed a bit at the end of last season. Whereas Cunningham, I didn't really think he ever did. He even play like ten games in that last half of the season. Like he wasn't a regular, and we're just giving giving him a two year deal, and it's just like why it's so bizarre and just lazy recruitment isn't it like they just know that it's a deal that can be done on the table already and it's like let's just get it done instead of looking for someone that's a bit younger a bit of re- it's lazy recruitment isn't um all our permanent signings this season aren't they all injured um yeah so we've got mccann who went off injured fair enough we're- we were praising the signing. It's a great signing by North End. Is he brilliant? All, all of Sunday, injured. Well, not he's getting back to fitness now. Potentially could be a good sign. Izzy Brown, ruptures his Achilles out for the year. Connor Wickham, he'll never play for North End again because we're not going to renew it. No, and then the mighty Jamie Thomas from uh, he's around. But he's Jamie, Jamie Thomas. Well, we've got a Central League game uh, actually tomorrow because I saw a notification because... The club are running a uh, shuttle bus from Deepdale at one o'clock, which oh, is free, which, which, which is which is really good from the club. Actually, I do want to mention uh, they're running a free bus. Um, I think it's what one o'clock from Deepdale to get to um, the training ground for the two pm kickoff. But it's it's a nice it's a nice touch from the club. Actually. I think that's good that because it's quite a pain to get to Exton if you. From... Well, you can't park. Yeah. Can't... So it's it's good from the club. I, I might take up on that offer actually. Yeah. I'll report back on uh, how how they... Jamie Thomas plays. Yeah. He'll probably obviously be starting. Connor Wickham won't because he started in the last one and missed a penalty and we still decided to sign him. Um but anyway, uh oh actually, Connor Wickham, there's been talk of him potentially being removed from the twenty five. Is has there been any development on that or we yeah. still I think he probably will be, won't he? But who? I'd probably say, who, I don't know. They probably the bring Rafferty. in Rafferty. I know he's a defender for an attacker, but I thought against Cheltenham he played well, Rafferty. So he probably deserved <sighs> it. his level, then, didn't he? Yeah. Well, yeah, but he, he probably, there's not really any, 
maybe Jamie Thomas for a bit of an attack. He didn't score either. He, he went down as a rafty goal, but he absolutely ballooned it off this lad. Yeah. He was the most blatant on goal I've ever seen. Um, what? <laughs> the most blatant on goal I've ever seen. But um, I think I think he actually got given his Rafferty's. But, right, so tomorrow, Carlisle, uh, Exton, reserves game in the Central League. Probably, probably, you'll probably see uh, Harrop if he's fit. Hopefully, we could see all Sunday if he's back. Yeah, that's a good shout. Back on grass. So, fingers crossed we uh, get to see a couple of the players. But anyway, looking onto the QPR game at the weekend, we, uh, I know, Kyle, you made the long trip down. Um, I didn't, but I was watching on. I, I, I thought I, I watched the highlights at the end. Well, I watched the full game highlights, and we didn't we didn't really set off, did we? Again, no, it's getting ridiculous. The like, slow like, starts, slow starts. It's you're kind of like trying. It's like when your Sunday league manager used to go get through the first ten minutes and then push on from there. It's like. You shouldn't want to do that. You should try and get on the front foot straight away. And we never seem to do it. We never seem to want to attack. And before you know it, the ball's in back of our net, and we're back to square one. Well, we're chasing the game because I, I remember, and I, I know it's going back to the Alex Neil era. I, I remember Alex Neil era. I remember we used to score in like the first ten, fifteen minutes, almost every game. Like when we went top of the league, we were like scoring in the first twenty minutes because we were there, bang straight on the front foot. You you don't see that anymore, do you? No, it's quite lethargic, isn't it? Really, like we just takes us. It feel like we we give too much respect to the opposition sometimes. Like we try and let them come on to us and then ease our way into into the game, like Kyle says and. We need to just take the game to teams sometimes. Like, who was the last team that we took the game to and really had a go at them, went a few goals up early doors and, and deserved of the lead? Like, we seem to have little patches of play in games, but it's not long enough sustained periods. And then if you don't have a sustained amount of period of possession and pressure in a championship football game you're more than likely you're going to get punished like we did on on Saturday we just did when we're 2-1 up we that is the moment there where we need to try and get another on the break and we had opportunities to do that um, where the final ball just wasn't right if you go 3-1 up it's a long way back for them mm-hmm. but you let them back into the game and that's what happens at this level well, it came out roaring in the second half. Josh Earl scored in like 40 seconds or something, which is great. Uh, a really good sign from the club uh, with the academy graduates getting on the score sheet. I, thought he's been, I think he's been brilliant since he's mm-hmm. coming in a left wing back role. And obviously, Reese yet again, getting on the score sheet, who's lo- looking like um, the real deal, Emil Reese, The £20 million pound player that you tell us he is. It's growing by the minute, Tom. It's about a minute. Uh, um, but now looking looking towards the games that we're having, like one beaten six, we've got Derby County. Who let's not be around the bush. They are probably going to get relegated um, because the administrator says there's going to be a huge fire sale in January. 
But they're getting some results as well. And then we've got Coventry, who mm. get beat 5-0 by Luton, but beat Fulham 4-1. So, they're, they're absolutely... Like, I reckon Coventry are a superb side. So, how, how we play against them is major. And I think... And then it's Blackpool. So, these next three games that we have are defining, I think, probably for Frankie. Yeah, so, I would say... So, Say yeah. we don't pick. Say we don't pick up a win in yeah, any way. Relegation zone easily. If, if, if we if games. we get if we get beat by, I don't know. Uh, we get beat by Coventry, which is they're in a good run of form, and we're really not. We get beat by Blackpool, although it pains me to say because they're also in a good run of form, and we what draw against Derby. That'll be nine nine games without a win. Yeah, it's how many it's managers go now? How many managers even go what six or seven games out of win? Yeah, it's and to be honest, those two home games you, you'd want to be aiming for points, and then obviously anything but a win at Blackpool is unacceptable in a lot of fans' eyes. So the next three games, there's pressure because the home games will be expecting at least four points, I'd say, out of them two, and then Blackpool, you, you're hoping. For a win there, so you you're probably expecting seven points out of the next three games from from uh, the squad and the management. So there's a lot of pressure on these after the international break. They're going to have to come out firing. Otherwise, Frankie's jobs in jeopardy, and well, the fan base aren't going to be very happy if we don't if we lose to Blackpool. I think well, plus the other two games. I, th- I think if we don't get results against like the first two, alarm bells will be ringing. But I, th- I think if we don't get a result against Blackpool, I think that'll be a lot of a, a lot of fan, well, a lot of fans to go. You know, what times time already. I mean, <sighs> well, that would be two wins from fourteen games if we didn't. Two, wi- two wins from fourteen games is you, you can't look at it another way. You can't go. Yeah, but we've drawn against Sheffield United, we've drawn against this, that and the other. Yeah, so what? And I, I don't <laughs> want to jump to conclusions saying that it is going to be three games that are a win in the next three because they might do all right. And, but these next three are pivotal to make sure that it's not two wins out of 14. Otherwise, there's not really a, a way. You're not, if you draw every game of the season, you'd go down. And we're not even doing that because we lost on Saturday. So if you, if you don't, pick up wins eventually then you'll go that we've gone on a six seven game unbeaten run and we're still only three points above the relegation zone and so how, how much of an unbeaten run is it you can't you can't get away with just drawing games like as i mentioned before football is all about winning and you can't you can't really see the cutting edge at all like even if even when we're drawing, you can't see North End getting that cutting edge. And I know Maguire went off um, that the weekend because he was Maguire injured. Because he was injured. And he was brilliant in the weekend, I want to say. Sean Maguire was superb. Two assists. Really he brings good. on Brad Potts instead oh. of Murphy or Sinclair. It's not the first time he's done a bad bad change. Like when he took off Maguire for Brown. Like you're bringing on a midfielder for, an, for a striker. Well, second striker. Potentially, it's, it's just disgusting. nullifying the game. It, it's it, the game's just going flat from there because 
Albeit Brad Parts, he does bring something to the squad. He does. Not like that. He's, we need someone creative up there at ML Race. And Brad Potts isn't really that creative player. You need someone like Scott Sinclair, Josh Murphy. So it's these kind of decisions from Frankie that are kind of just killing off the game and like not having, not not giving us a chance to really get back into the game, really. No. It, I don't know. Like Brad Potts is used to playing as a running 10 when you're winning a game and you're trying to see it out and he's taking it to the corner, just running the channels, not when you need a goal and you're bringing him on up front. Like, it's just a bit ridiculous. And to be honest, those decisions just get fans on, on his back more. Like, it's it's a bizarre one. It just doesn't help him in any way, shape or form. Even if Brad Potts had helped us get some, I'm sure a lot of fans would still be like, I'm not sure on that, that substitution. It's just a lose-lose situation for him and it's bizarre when you've got a player that went for £11 million three years ago when you've got a Scott Sinclair who's been there, done it, bought the t-shirt it, it really does just blow my mind It's baffling substitutions that kill the game recently but you can't, you can't also just blame just Frankie, I, th- I think the players have been lethargic Recently, like I'm not saying all of them. I, I, I feel I feel like some of them have really stepped up under Frankie, especially Reese, Earl, um, and a couple of others actually. Ben Whiteman, he, he, ben, he, he, ben Whiteman. Um, um, I think Iverson's been superb again. That's been. Um, but but like, there's some players in this team that <sighs> I, I feel like Frankie. He's now choosing them off loyalty. Yeah, he persists too long. Like we've stuck with that unchanged. Well, we brought McCann in, but that would have been like the seventh game, league game in a row where we've persisted with the same eleven, and it's it gets stale. Like, and to be honest, I really didn't agree with his decision to put in McCann for Whiteman instead of Ledson. It should have been Ledson. Yeah. They really should have. Been. Ledson was poor. Um, he's been poor all season. Against Stoke. Ledson was really poor against Stoke. He's oh, you got Whiteman that scored in the last three home games. He controls the midfield. He can spray passes left and right. And when he, even when he does start, he gets dragged off after 60 minutes. And why like, is, he, is he really unfit or what? Why did he come on for... Um, why did Brown come on for McCann? That is, that is another substitution that just... Ledson and Whiteman have played together for the last 10 league games and then suddenly there's an injury. He's got Whiteman and Brown on the bench and he brings on Brown because he's club captain. It honestly blows my mind. I thought the players looked really tired against QPR and, like, well, Seth especially, he's looked tired for the last two games. I thought, it's like when you're playing Cheltenham and Mansfield and Morecambe in the court, why are you going that strong against a League One team that your subs should be able to beat? Because uh, they take it into the league games after playing all these games, they're knackered. Yeah, I especially I mean, feel got... like Emil Reese as well. Like he, he was, I was, I was thinking he's going to injured here because he's got, he's gone from nothing, pretty much nothing under Alex Neal to. Playing ninety minutes, twenty four seven. Yeah, if he gets injured as well, our season's pretty much over. If it's a long injury, because yeah. he's the only thing that we've got that can put the ball in the back of the net. I mean, 
Didn't he play 90 minutes against Cheltenham and then he's been playing like Mon- Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. Yeah, he played 90 blum- against Morecambe as well. Blooming like, hell. Like, this this kid's probably one of the best strikers that have been at North End for quite since Eagle. He's the best striker since Eagle, mm-hmm. easily. And we're using him like a rag doll at the moment. Calm down. Like, say say we're playing, we come back after the international break. We've got well, I think I think it's Saturday and then midweek against Coventry, then Saturday against Blackpool, and then midweek against Liverpool. Freeze plays all four of them. You just Liverpool. know the full the full team's gonna play Liverpool. He's not gonna change he's not gonna stick Rafferty in, is he? He's not gonna I'm going to bring, this, like... Well, this is what I mean, like... Players, you might put Rudd in net, but that would be it, which is... I, 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 feel, I feel like, uh, although you do want to believe in the dream of the cup, I do feel we're probably going to get knocked out. We are. It's a relegation battle, though. The fans are more bothered about, and the fact that we've got Blackpool twice in a season. There's more to life as a North End fan than playing Liverpool out. Oh, yeah, we, we are in a... I've been. I tried to be positive the last few weeks because I saw glimmers and I've seen little good bits, and I do still think we'll be fine. But let's not beat around the bush. The main aim for this season now is survival, and hopefully something clicks in the in the board, and we just have a clear out of the dead wood, or something changes in the summer, and McCann starts to show what he's about. Reese, we'd have a good side on our hands if we keep. Building and stories getting more experience, but we just need to stay up this year. Just, just by the skin of our teeth. I don't care how we do it. Beat Blackpool, and I'm a happy man. Didn't uh, Ridsdale say uh, he was expecting this squad to get playoffs? Well, I mean, so, <laughs> uh, it, it's just I don't know what to say about. It. I think he's just. I think he's been a wind up merchant with that comment. I can't explain it in other way, any other way. I mean. Even he must not be stupid enough to think that, but uh, it's it is a tough run. I'm glad the international breaks come now because it gives us a chance to get bar. They look tired, yeah. Yeah, give them a rest. Get Barky back. Get uh, Olive Sunday back. Get hopefully Ched. Just other options, like just people that will give you a different dimension on the pitch. But um, the pace of Barky, the strength of Ched. Um, uh, and especially right wing back in all Sunday. So, well, we'll speaking see. of speaking of all Sunday, as you just mentioned, say he comes back in and he gets lobbed in at right wing back. Where would you move Sep to? Would you move Story to left centre half? Would I'd, you? I'd, I'd drop Story personally. Put Vandenberg yeah. in centre half and Hughes. Oh, I think Hughes has been uh, one of our best performers this season as well. All centre half. Um, he's obviously out of contract at the end of the season as well, so I, I, I'd be totally for giving him another year. Definitely, um, yeah. I'd give Barrow one year. In the, in the with an option, or... Well, potentially, yeah, but... Well, I reckon I mean, both. He's, both he's not getting any younger, is he? Well, no, but you've got to have experience, because say, say you cut out... Say you cut out Hunts and Sinclair... Because they're at the end, they're going out of contract to the end of the season. You're losing two experienced heads, and 
you lose Bauer, who's at the end of the season, because if you don't extend him, if you got them, who's over I'd the age get, of 30. I'd rather get leaders in than experience. I guess leadership does probably come with playing a lot of games. But Oh, yeah, I understand that. You, some people just naturally have it. Like Ben Whiteman would be one I'd say that's mid-24, yeah. 25, but he looks like a leader on the pitch. And Ryan, I mean, yeah, say Ryan Lester. that's in Doncaster for Ben Whiteman. Yeah, yeah well, true yeah. there. Yeah, you, but, you could, I, could comment there, really. But I think in the summer, we'll have plenty of squad spaces, won't we? Because we've got loads out of contract that, well, I thought have, we'd not be running. Have we got loads? Pot. Yeah, we've got loads running out, haven't we, though? Like, we've got... Uh, uh, I, know, I, know the, I know the club are wanting ex- to extend Bauer, Barkey and Hughes. Yeah, and then... So, that's three I would do, to be honest. Sinclair... Um, Izzy Brown, I presume. Um, Wickham will be gone. Wickham. You've got uh, Jamie Thomas probably won't be renewed. You've got Rafferty out of contract. Ripley out of contract. Hunt. Uh, maybe maybe Raff, uh, maybe Harrop could be Harrop. Uh, could be shipped off. So you, you're probably you're probably looking about the squad space. We'll probably have enough for like nine. But then mm-hmm. we also have Ethan Walker um, as well running out of contract at the end of the season. Thoughts? Yeah, he's probably he's not been pulling up any trees at, um, at AC Files, has he? But it's a weird one because the club clearly saw more in him than Dolan, and look where Dolan is. So it it kind of makes me feel like we he deserves at least a chance to show why we gave him the pro deal and not Dolan. But it's like if he's not doing it at AC Files, what when he's what is he now nineteen twenty? I mean. How much longer can you give these players? Like, he'll be counting as a squad space. Well, O'Reilly is in this situation. O'Reilly. When the club's in this situation, right, we're we're looking to, like, get, well, we're going towards relegation quite quickly. And you're not going to trust a 19, 20 year old to help you stay up in this division. I mean, and to be fair, it's probably understandable. Like I'd I'd bring our youth players in if we were sat like eighth in the table at the moment. Yeah, I looking agree. looking up the league instead of down it, but we're not. So people that say like Rob, get Rob Grant in. What what have we got to lose? Although he does deserve a chance eventually. At the moment, you what can't... do we have to lose? Everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're gonna lose our place in the championship. That's what we're gonna lose. I re- I reckon January is gonna be a massive month. For the club, because if we carry on the way we are with the form that we are, we're going to be slipping deeper. And with the form that we're in, it's relegation zone. It is. So this January is going to be big because you you're probably going to have to do another <laughs> another massive massive rebuild again because we did a rebuild with Neil, and that's probably what set. Got him, got, got him sacked because we had a poor start. So, say Frankie keeps his job, we're probably going to have to do another big rebuild. Yeah, I understand with like the Deadwood, but he's going to be bringing new players in, and, and if they don't click straight away, you'll be you'll be losing his job like Neil. Yeah, and I feel like it'll be the same repeatedly because the recruitment recently. I I understand McCann and all of Sunday, but. That's about it. From the... Leaving Lindsay, why? I'm hoping that this McCann signing could be the, like, I'm clinging on to the hope because he was our last signing that he could be the start of, like, 
a bit of a plan in place because they realised how poorly we'd started the season and we needed to like buckle our ideas up. So I'm hoping these type of signings become a bit more... Re- well, to be fair, we have had Reese. Whiteman and McCann in the last 18 months that have fit that profile but it's just well a year even because Reese was sad like a year ago the other day didn't he but um, have we heard anything on McCann's injury yet um, well, well the fact that the club haven't made a big song and dance about it I, I don't feel like it, it's going to be a massive injury I'm unsure if he's been pulled out of the Northern Ireland squad. Well, um, Lavery has through injury, and they've not. There's been no mention of McCann, so you'd hope that that's a positive sign. Well, or is it if he's staying in the squad, it means he's fit. So, well, or do they not want to upset fans by going? Oh yeah, and by the way, our star signing of January is now out till uh, of uh, the summer is now out till uh, August. It's <laughs> not bad when it happened. I, I didn't really. He, he looked like he proper went over it, and then he blamed um, Ollie and all that on Callum. They saw him in the service station, didn't they? And he's got a boot on walking with crutches. That's precautionary a lot of the time, though. But he walked off, didn't he? Um, which yeah, he walked off. Yeah, it's something in it. Like, I know we might be clutching at straws there, but if you're walking off, you you're at least... Well, Wickham walked off, didn't he? He ended up having an operation. Well, yeah, but that was hamstring. I guess hamstring and ankle can be a bit different, can't they? But... Well, I was a bit upset when Maguire went off with a hamstring injury as well. Mm-hmm. I so think he got that's been the root of all his problems. I think, I think he'll be fine because obviously there's no internationals for him or Brown, so hopefully he'll be back fit for the Derby game, which is... Slowly becoming a massive game. It's, it's, it's a relegation six pointer again. It's it absolutely. If they win again, I swear they're back onto plus points, and and suddenly, they're not I think they're going to get another minus nine. Well, yeah, obviously that, but it it doesn't set the mentality in the right shape of mind, does it? When you when you're losing to a team, I know a team that's got about 75, 96 year olds in it. And like it doesn't really bode well if we're not winning that game, and then it's huge. It, there's no beating around the bush. If Frankie loses that at home in front of the, the our own supporters, it turns toxic already. Because then that's what's that? Twelve games with two wins, and then it, it, it's simply must win. Yeah, eight games without a win. Simply mm-hmm. must win, isn't seven. it? Really? It'll be seven. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I know it's probably bad to say, but you've got to be winning that. Like I, I understand and credit to Derby for fielding the squad and stuff like that. But you've got to be beating Derby. If if you want to stay in the Championship, you've got to be beating Derby. Well, Ali McCann and Daniel Johnson have withdrawn from the international squad through injury. Uh, is it through injury? Go. One sec. It says something about... One sec. Um... McCann, who's been called up for Northern Ireland, had to be substituted against QPR due to an ankle injury and when he will be assessed at the training ground over the break. Whilst DJ's is more precautionary as he misses out with a minor knock, which is fair enough. Um, so Van der Berg is the only one who's going away with the under-21s. Um, Lewis Colton's going with the under-19s and Josh Seary is uh, joined up with the under-19s for Ireland. Um Ooh. 
which is good to see um, Josh Seary getting called up. Uh, very good. Another another academy graduate. Will, well, he's going to be a graduate. He signed a professional deal, which is uh, good for the club. I, I swear, like a couple were sniffing around him, like a couple of big teams, as well as Lewis Lee, obviously. Well, yeah, my pal Lewis Lee. Uh, oh, give yeah. over. Yeah, we go. Uh, um, yeah, we've got some good players coming through, but it's weird that in the cup they've not been used, really, isn't it? And well, yeah, you see, game time at least. But uh, what do I you'll, know? Probably, you'll probably see him in the, uh, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, that's, I, I might go down to that honestly because there's a buffer. Well, put your ticket, mate. Yeah, but your ticket. What is? Do you have to buy a ticket? Well, if you get if you get get on bolts, yeah. Into Exton. Are going to get it booked before they? Well, I'll have to. Well, I'm a Mister Ambassador now, so I should be front of the queue. Give over. But anyway, um, Derby County first game back after the international break. Four mm. predictions, boys. Ooh, I, I mean, I'm not. I, I feel like it's we might just win this one. I, I don't know. We seem to turn up in these big games that we need to turn up in at this stage, like critical stage of a of a bad run, and I think. We might just sneak it 2-1, I think. and I might be silly saying that, but I think we might just do it. I'm praying, uh, for, I'm praying for the dullest 1-0 win ever in the history of the game. One shot on target, one goal, defend at rest, just get a win on the board. I'm sick of drawing and losing these matches. It's been so long. If you, can't, if you don't count the cup without, like... Actually scoring Was it a few Swanson goals or winning games. I think it is, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to go with a 1-1. Again. I, yeah. I, I just feel like we lack the cutting edge still. Yeah. I, I think we might just need to sneak one and then we'll sit back and hope for the best, which at the minute isn't really paying off, is it? Well, we sat we sat back at two one, didn't we? And look what happened then. Well, yeah, conceded three times in ten minutes if you count the offside goal as well. It's it's ridiculous. Like the goals as well were shambolic. The second one was shocking as well, wasn't it? Was all, they were all terrible goals. Yeah, they were not great at all. And... <laughs> Didn't Lyndon Dykes assist the third Head the ball one on the by ground. heading the ball on the ground? He just... fell into it and Lindsay still couldn't tackle him. Why is he so clumsy in that And then Iverson made a brilliant save and then Brown's chest in the ball in his own box. Just, that, that, that ball needs to be volleyed first time about 18, 18 yards in the air. It does. Even if he had a bit more composure, I he could probably could have added that back to Iverson. It's just these little things that uh, it's not. It's not major things that's doing it, that are hurting the team. It's these little things, these little decisions that both players and management are making that makes we're just lacking something. But yeah, fing- fingers crossed. After the international break, with a bit of rest, and obviously. 
Alan Cameron DJ not going away. Um, hopefully they get back to full fitness and we've got a uh, a squad raring to go for the big three games coming up uh, with Derby, Coventry and obviously Blackpool on the Saturday. But um, unless you boys have got anything else to say, I think it's time to wrap it up. No. That's good. Enjoy. No, um, so good thank you once again, listeners, for listening, and we'll uh, we've got a little bit of a break now, so we'll see you after after Derby. Yeah. Right. Cheers, boys. Bye.